This is Music is a Day Job, where artists learn how to take their music from a hobby to a real career. I'm your host, Sean Garris, the CEO of Concert, the mobile app that lets you perform live and tour independently. Welcome to Music is a Day Job. I'm your host, Sean, and Music is a Day Job is brought to you by the Concert app. The Concert app is an artist accelerator. It takes artists from opener to headliner to on tour and gives the fan the best experience in live independent music shows. Um, hey, if you support this content, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe so we can make sure every artist learns about this stuff so they can turn music into a day job. So today I'm going to do a three-part series based on the top 10 music industry myths. Okay, and these are the things I hear a lot, and I feel they're myths. I know people in the music industry gonna be like, "That's not a myth," but <laughs> do I care? No. Um, so the top ten music industry myths that people believe for some reason I don't know why they believe them. I don't even know if there's any proof that even says that any of these actually make sense, or if people just teach people these things for other purposes, like controlling purposes, whatever. Um, so. I'm going to split this into three episodes. So this first episode, I'm going to do from number 10 down and then we'll keep going. So as you watch them, you can watch all of them and get to number one. Number 10, music industry myths. The music industry has the most talented artists in the world. Now, the way they present this, they make it seem as if like with all their award shows and everything, they make it seem as if each person's like the best, like this is the best in the world based on the idea of like music industry charting, which we all know can come through payola. And we all know that you can actually chart by buying your own records back. <laughs> you actually can chart a lot of ways that can be paid off. So here goes where the myth becomes like the way I see it in the in the music industry the music industry is the only industry where no one has actually proven that they are number one and the what I mean by that is if you play basketball you play basketball as a kid you probably played basketball in middle school you got to high school and had to beat everybody your team had to win, your team had to whatever, like, or you had to be, like, so dominant. Then you get to college, and you have to destroy at that level. And now, within these rankings, at least in the United States, you're beating all the competition that's inside of a current system. So you're basically saying, out of all the high school kids, now, yes, there's going to be those people who you can say those uh those players that didn't get an opportunity because they live in certain places that may not have the opportunity and those places might not get the recognition they get to get these kids to the nba or to colleges you also have kids that probably didn't get good enough grades and may have maybe have been better players than other players however there's still a bit a big group of a selection of of players to go against that you could say out of this group, this does put you in a top 20% in the world type thing or in the nation, your top 20%. And so within that, you're going against a group of people with an idea of saying that based off your actual skills yourself, 
nothing else really pushing you, especially in the high school level. Then you get to the college level and it's still pretty much yourself because I think some artists, some players get paid now, but back in the day, no players got paid. So it was, it's just based off of you and your skill set. And now you can say there's better gym, like gym things at different places and stuff now these days, whatever like that, like therapy sessions to help with the recovery and all that stuff like that. But still, it's still basically based off your skill set. In the music industry, a person can have enough money to put up and basically say, hey, I'm going to put this amount of money behind this kid. This other person puts, the label puts up the money and then they go in on this person and then they put the best writers in the room, they put the best producers in the room and then they make the best music together. So they then become what is your number one artist in the world versus the idea of saying that each kid came up and they performed to the point that the majority of people in their city came to see them and got them to the next level that's what we do at concert here is we actually prove who really is the best so then inside this understanding the only way to actually say you were the best in the world is that you really came from that level versus the idea that you skipped because now we got some artists to get on because of who they know a lot of artists get on because of who they know then we got a lot of artists to get on because they have the money so and then the way ARs choose who they like to hear a lot of times are biased to what sounds already sound good. And so with that, that actually doesn't mean you're the best in the world. <laughs> that just means you had money, you knew who to get to, and now that you're there, you have the best production and writers and all that together to make you dope. That doesn't mean you're actually the dopest in the world. So that's number 10. The music industry doesn't really, this has not been proven. So I don't, and people can feel how they want to feel. I don't believe they're the best. I think there's some, there's some good ones. But trust me, I really don't believe they're the best. Number nine, I need over a month to do a show. Now, I hear this from artists all the time. Like, man, I need to promote for like two months. Duh, 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 duh. Hey, the logic in this is if you need over a month, like just look at this idea. If you want this to be your full-time job and you say 30 people, like in my system as an opener, you need 30 people to come. You, you're trying to get 30 people to come to be a dope opener um, and to be a headliner. You're trying to get 50 people to come. 30 days, that's one person a day. Now, if I'm saying, now everyone starts somewhere, so don't get me wrong. Everybody starts somewhere. And so you might only have one fan right now, one fan. But you want to pay attention to your growth to understand when you can get out of if you have a job or something. So this is the logic of why I teach this is because if you are saying 30 days, then how much of this time are you like allocating towards finding fans? If I work a nine to five and I say I'm doing two hours a day on finding fans. So then out of 30 days, what that makes 60 hours of looking for 60 hours of finding fans. If I say I can find 30 fans in 60 hours. So now 60 hours is a long work week. Like because people usually work, I think, what, 40 hours a week. 
60 hours is like what a week and let's say a week a week and a half of regular nine to five working so that means in a week and a half you can find 30 people that's what you're putting yourself at so the reality of that would be basically a week and a half was the real amount of work you did so understand where that is because the reason people promote 30 days out is because a lot of shows that are with nationals promote like that so people have taken that but then you got to think an idea of going like that's from the promoter standpoint of how promoters promote shows the following month and the following two months if you ever look at even like venues that book a lot of times you'll see all their packed shows within 30 days that's all their shows some shows will go extend into two months and some shows and barely any will be on the third month already because they book in the 30-day intervals like that so that's where i think people got it from but see where you have to end up getting into your mind is how quick can i turn over to do shows because if i'm touring now i'm having back-to-back shows so now what this does is if you keep in your mind that you need 30 days to promote a show, 30 days, to promote, how will you ever do two shows in one month? However, will you do three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shows in a month? How do you get to those numbers if your idea is always I need 30 days? Because then you have to promote in different states at different times and you have to keep rotating. it. So this is a myth that I never understood why artists say back to me all the time. Like I hear them say it all the time. Like I need 30 days. I need 30 days. Like, it's like, yo, if you need 30 days, okay, that can be the start of where you're starting at. But now you need to start pushing towards the idea of, I need to be able to turn over shows quick, 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 quick. Now, yes, it may not make sense if it's like five days out and stuff like that or whatever like that. But you have to think in the logic of if you're trying to beat to the peak. So if you're trying to get to the peak with a national artist, what they're going to do, if Drake comes out here tonight and says, I'm doing a show here tonight, 20,000 people are showing up tonight. (laughs) If he says tonight, you have to say in a week, 30 people will show up for me at least. In a week, 50 people will show up for me at least. In two weeks, I like to give people 30 days personally. The worst case scenario, I like to give people two to three weeks out. I never try to give somebody one week unless they tell me, hey, this is what I want to do. And I've had artists that come in and be like, yo, in this one week, I can get off like 20, 30. And they they pull it off. So I know it's possible. And plus, I've done it myself. So then I'm just saying I like to give people two weeks at least. And that's like worst case scenario. Most pages, I like to give artists three weeks and then try to give them a month. But then don't get comfortable in that setting, because in the future, if you're trying to get to more and more shows, you're going to have to get to a point that you can get people to come out quicker, 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 quicker. They have to want to come see you all the time. Now, number number eight biggest myth all i gotta do is make a hit song <laughs> and i'm going to you know in this in this video i'm only gonna do three i guess i'm not gonna do four i'm gonna do three in this one all i gotta do is make a hit song and i hear this all the time and i think because the people who get paid to help you make the hit song they always bring it to you like man you better get the best mixes and the best producer and you better get the best do it based off what you can afford Because the truth of making a hit song is that half of it is in making the hit song and the other half is in the marketing of it. And it might even be more in the marketing of it. Because if you look at these dudes that are popping in these songs, these songs aren't amazing. They're not like that far. I've heard songs of dudes that made them down the street that sound better. It's 
a lot of it then becomes the marketing behind it, the branding that comes behind it, everything. And you can definitely tell this when you look at TikTok because you're not even listening to the whole song. You're listening to like three, three seconds of the song and the person's doing something, a dance that goes something weird with it. And then next thing you know, because they did that dance and then everybody follows the dance, that little piece becomes the part that sticks in your head. So the branding of it then becomes more of it than anything. The marketing then becomes more of the song than the actual song. So as we get into further times where you can market a song better, you start seeing less of making the hit song and making the song that actually catches because of everything surrounding it. So I've I've always said that it's like you have to have the marketing behind it. It's just that inside the music industry at times, at one point, it was no other outlets and they control all the outlets. So then I can tell everyone you have to make a hit song to get on. And then my denial to them is no, this isn't a hit song. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So then when a kid comes and he might actually had a hit song, but then he, I'm just going to tell him no because he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any, like I can say it to anything. I can just say, no, nah, that isn't a hit song. And that's what you see them doing. That's how they treat you. They'll, they'll make sure every song that you make isn't really a hit song yet until they add their pieces. Like, well, let's have this person do the beat and let's have, you know, let's have him do this on it. And then they start adding a piece so everybody can get paid. <laughs> so when you see those is all you got to do is make a hit song. It's not the truth. You have to be able to market it and you have to be able to market yourself at the same time. So it isn't based off of that. You know, you do need good music. Yes, of course. That's what keeps you there. But you're going to have to understand the business of branding yourself and getting people to listen to it and getting people to catch on to those pieces to make it work. So now, that's number 10, 9, and 8 of the top music industry myths. And next next part we'll do we might do four or three and we'll keep going down. Okay, but once again, this music is a day job. That was the top. That was the first three of the top ten music industry myths. Make sure you check out part two and part three about to come up. Music is a day job. I was brought to you by the concert app, and now the concert app is moving around and booking artists all over to come to shows. Currently, we're only in Colorado, Utah. And um, Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. We'll be in Nevada next month and Texas the month after. If your state isn't, you know, mentioned yet, let's try to get there quicker. Tell everyone you know to get onto the app. Get onto the app ASAP because then the demand will make it easier for me to get into those states. If you know any venues, definitely slide them to me and let me know because then I can get into those states and start getting into those venues and helping artists get shows and start creating music as a day job for all these artists. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you do that. This has been Music as a Day Job. I'm Sean. Brought to you by the concert app. Lights too bright, cameras flashing. This is amazing. So enchanting, diamonds dancing. This is so amazing. No other place to be, I swear. The air is twice as sweet up here. See the lights, hear the lights. So...